Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. 92.9 ESPN. Now, 92.9 FM ESPN presents Memphis's biggest sports columnist. You ain't got to do nothing, homeboy. You ain't writing nothing. No, you ain't writing nothing. I ain't letting him write. He ain't getting no interviews. It's the award-winning Jeff Calkins from the Daily Memphian and the Jeff Calkins Show. I don't get no interviews. Hello. I'm good. On 92.9 FM ESPN. Ladies and gentlemen, this is something they call a groundbreaker. So let me first apologize to the shots and the ties for your makeup. Cause I make you ugly As soon as it drops We're on a rampage Bubbles popping up Because you know where Just bubbling up Cause we'll be pushing it up Somebody say You Sun came up this morning, Jeffrey. You notice that? There it is. Beautiful. Didn't really come up though on Saturday. <laughs> well, no, it takes a little bit mm-hmm. to recover. Yeah. Takes <laughs> sun, sun takes a little bit to recover. But the sun came up today. It's a beautiful day. Gorgeous. It feels like we're embarking on a new chapter, doesn't it, Jeffrey? A little bit. It most certainly does. In all sorts of ways. Yes. Both what we're going to be thinking about and talking about and how, what we, now what we have to do for the next few months. Let's see. I mean, the showboats are still playing. They're, they've hit a little bit of a dry spell mm-hmm. here. But May, June, July, August, that's fully a third of the year. Yeah. Fully a third of the year. We go... Let's see. Without Four times three equals 12. Checks out, yeah. <laughs> there, there, there are, let's be honest, and I, I do not mean to disparage other teams in this community, but there are three primary franchises that we care about here, mm-hmm. uh, that we talk about the most. Really, it's Grizzlies, then it's Tiger basketball, and then it's Tiger football. Yeah. And when they play games, we talk about their games, and we... And now we've got a third of the year, a four, four months, to just think about them, <laughs> to just with no games. Correct. 
Now, is that, in, is that, it's depressing, but it's also liberating. Like, you, you go out there, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, smell the flowers. Go on a bike ride. Like, you have your whole life now in front of you. Oh, as being a human being, I think this is. I think is, it helps you as a human yes. being. I think it helps. Professionally? Right. Not so it much for it, me. For, for us, it makes it, it's a, it's a, we, the, the, the I'm, uh, let's be honest. I'm on, on, I'm glad for fish on Friday on Tuesday. And yesterday, last night, I actually went to a very lovely and emotional event over at Hutchison. They were, they retired Eliza Welford Fletcher's number. She was number five, great athlete. Um, great, great athlete. Great soccer Hutchison. player, great track runner. Yeah. And uh, and she was number five at Hutchison. Seventeen years later, she still holds multiple uh, school records uh, at Hutchison. And they decided to retire her number across all sports, except one uh, one athlete will be wearing the number, um, and that will be. They'll wear Eliza Fletcher's number five. One run rising senior is going to be selected who embodies um, all the things that she stood for. And it was really sweet. The, the woman who, the young, young woman, Mariel Rowland, who won it, is just an unbelievable athlete to begin with. Um, but also just incredible, embracing, warm, kind human being um, like Eliza Fletcher. And so I went there, and that was really lovely. And um, and and the Eliza family was there, and it was I was privileged to be there. Separately, Jeffrey, someone walked up to me and said, "I uh, love the radio show. Listen to the radio show." This was a, mm-hmm. this was a woman, and she said, I "Love the radio show. Listen every day to the radio show." She said, "And I never miss. I never miss writer than write trivia." She said, even if, I'm, even if I happen to miss it, I go back and I make sure I listen to it later. And uh, I, I thanked her for that. I, I knew you would be uh, uh, pleased with that. But, but I'm, I'm, times like for the next four months, I'm, I'm grateful for Kevin Cerrito and Writer Than Right and Writer Than Right Trivia. You never know what the segments are that people like the best. You know, like there's for sure. uh, different people like different things. But anyway, the sun came up. Uh, we got uh, four months, and let's be honest, they're not going to be dull. The Grizzlies will be refashioned during this next no, four months. No, the only problem is— Hell, the Tigers better oh, well be me. refashioned during the next four months. The only issue with the Grizzlies is, like, okay, now it feels like we're waiting on free agency. Yeah, you're waiting There's on free There's another wait there, yeah. We got draft, we got free agency, we got all yeah. of that, and, uh, and we will get to all of that. But um, the sun did come out, and it struck me that people— well, first of all, uh, on the show today, let me, let me set the show up today. Uh, we are going to uh, talk to Chris Harrington straight up at 10 o'clock. Chris was at the, uh, Chris was L- in LA, of course. And then he was uh, at the interview sessions yesterday. It went from about noon till three yesterday as we talked to, talked to Zach Kleiman, talked to Taylor Jenkins and talked to nearly all the players. Um, and so, um, so we did that. Chris was there. We'll talk to Chris straight up at 10 o'clock. Jeffrey and I'll have a few things to say here in the open. Then I think I'll let, we'll let you hear from some of the things that were said yesterday 
I, uh, we have sound, uh, the actual quotes. And uh, so you can hear what was said yesterday. Really interesting. Some of these are revealing, some are not. Um, this was, I thought, a really particularly revealing um, uh, end of the season session. So we'll let you hear those clips in the next segment. Uh, then Chris Harrington. And then, because we're the one show that does it, uh, then we would love to hear from you. Uh, there are other things we may get to. NFL draft is one. Will Levis, as predicted, ends up in uh, in Nashville, Jeffrey. They uh, traded up to get him, yep. Traded up to get him. Um, God, it feels like a month ago. We'll see how it <laughs> Doesn't it feel like a month ago? Anyway, so that's the show. Uh, before we look ahead, let's, because we have to, let's look back. That was embarrassing. It's one thing to lose. It's another thing to just get completely yeah. clowned, mm-hmm. completely blown out. People said that uh, Dylan said he didn't respect anyone uh, until they hung 40 on him. So the Lakers just hung as a, as a collective unit, mm-hmm. beat the Grizzlies by 40. Yeah. It was seasons have ended in different ways. Eh, some end, some end. You know, by 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 never coming close to the playoffs, right? Like there there have absolutely been seasons that have ended in ignominy, pathetic teams, just staggering out to the end. No, some, it's not. It's not some, that long ago where we're debating whether or not we should want the Grizzlies to lose. Oh yeah, some end with tanking. Yes. Oh yeah, some end with big debates about tanking. Oh yeah. Right. Like. Which, as a sports fan, is a depressing place to be. But hey, you gotta you gotta find something. And people get really angry about it too. I don't sure. ever want my team to lose. And then other people are, how short sighted can you be, you moron? Like Correct. it's it's so yes, there there are depressing ways to end seasons. There have been multiple seasons where the Grizzlies have been swept out of. And the season has ended by being swept out of the playoffs. The first three playoff seasons. Swept out of the playoffs without winning a game. The year that they went to the uh, the year that they went to the Western Conference Finals, swept out of the finals. Then there was the year when everyone got hurt, and they were swept by the Spurs. And Dave Yeager ended up crying in the postgame press. Like there are lots of unpleasant ways to end seasons. Yes, I don't think. That there has ever been a more humiliating end to a season than this one. And I think it was felt by the fan base. Yeah, I completely agree with you. The notion that this team, in a year and a half, went from being one of the most compelling, one of the most likable, one of like absolutely irresistible teams in the league, to being a team that is outside of Memphis universally disliked and inside of Memphis people are kind of tired of it is remarkable how you rebrand yourself in the space of, what are we going to say, 18 months? Yeah, basically. From being the mo- from being what we really think of Sacramento now, like the beam, all this fun. Sure. Boy, like Even though they lost the way they lost yeah. yesterday – good on staff, all of that, um, that you went from that to being a laughing stock in 18 months? It's really quite some remarkable work. Yes. 
and we'll get to yesterday. But thank God Zach Kleiman and Taylor Jenkins are pissed off about it. Because they should be. And they should be embarrassed about it. And I think they did, and we'll talk about this more, but I think they should accept their role in it. For sure. It's very easy to scapegoat Dylan Brooks. Yeah. Who let Dylan Brooks be Dylan Brooks? Uh, the front office and the coaching staff. Who let Ja be Ja? The front office and coaching staff. Literally a week ago, a week ago, asked about Dylan Brooks's comments. Taylor Jenkins was saying, however people want to motivate himself is fine with me. We embrace people who they are. That's been the message all along. Who are the grown-ups in the room here? Not the grown-ups who are supposed to be in the room. And for a franchise that micromanages their public perception more than any franchise I have ever dealt with, to allow themselves to go from one of the most attractive, compelling, all of that franchises in the league to a franchise that everybody is clowning is really astonishing. And I wanted a game seven. I wanted them to be playing the next series. But I can't deny that they got what they deserved. I think I think that's the perfect way to phrase it. Like in the end, yes, we all would have loved to have had those things. What 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 did we see this season that says that they earned or deserved the right to do that? Um uh they were talking about this uh they were talking about this team. Just a little sample. I mean, LeBron's out there tweeting and everyone's out there, whatever. But they were talking about this team on the morning show. And Jay will uh, talked about the, he He was not pleased with the way the Grizzlies even acted in defeat. Here was, here was from This Is This Morning. The one problem I do have with the Grizzlies, Key, is when the series is over, I don't like the hugging and laughing. You just got smacked, yo. Like, there's a little, bit of, got- there's a little bit of Dylan Brooks who I'm like, all right, that, that's, that's fraudulent, but at least I know who you are. Like, at least I know who you are. Like, he didn't talk to the media for three games in a row. Now, mm-hmm. I would address him and tell him to talk to the media, handle it like a real man. But at least he is angry. There's something I know about them. The, the, the friendliness and the laughter and the joking. Is he embarrassed? It's both. It's whatever you want to call it, but at least it's consistent. I know what it is. There's a little bit of the ups and downs where I'm still trying to find out who Memphis is. Like, there still feels like a, a little bit of an immaturity with Memphis when I watch them play. Uh, yeah. Do you have any particular diagnosis of what happened on, uh, Friday? Uh, you're probably not going to win a game in which Jaron, Dez, and Ja combine. I mean, I, I forget what it was at halftime, but basically like they were like four for 25 at halftime. I mean, it looked like an extended version of the first quarter of game three. Yeah. That's what it looked like. It's hopeless. Utterly hopeless. I mean, they combine... I mean, that was kind of the other thing that stood out, at least in the first half. It wasn't Dylan's fault. No. And it, it is interesting. I heard Chris Harrington, I think Chris made this point on Twitter. When you talk, you really make yourself a target. Because you know who didn't talk? Tyus. You know who was freaking awful in this series? Tyus. Tyus. But is anyone, like, destroying Tyus? No. All right. So it was bad. It was bad. It was a bad way to end. It was an embarrassing way to end. All of that. I will say this. 
I think this year, this year moved them for all the trauma. I think this year moved them closer to getting to the Western Conference Finals, closer to getting to the NBA Finals, closer to maybe winning a title than anyone has sort of given them credit for. I, 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 it was an awful, traumatic, painful, exhausting year in some ways. In other ways, it may absolutely prove to be pivotal in terms of getting them to where they want to go for a several reasons. You now have the three players coming into the season. Knew you had one in Ja and thought you might have had two others. Maybe. What is Jaron? Is he healthy? Is he a two-way player? What is Jaron? Dez, okay, we'll call him three-quarters of a player just because he's really good, but how good is, like, how good is he? Yeah, and how much was his second-half struggles a health-related issue versus... No, I'm, I'm talking coming into the season. Yeah. yeah. And I think right now, I'm, I'm, I really do believe this. What fan base, putting aside the, the, the extracurricular stuff, just in terms of setup players on the, on the basketball floor. court, yep. What fan base over the next five years can look forward to more wins than the Grizzlies? Right now, knowing what's on the, knowing what's on the court, what they have coming, et cetera. You'd say Boston. You, you'd, you'd take Boston over Memphis, right? That was the first thing that came to mind. You'd take Milwaukee. I think so, yes. Um, I think you'd have to say Denver, right? And, and, yeah. and you'd have to say the Suns. Who knows where, you know, how long they'll... The injuries. Yeah, and the stuff. issue with the Suns is like, how long is that runway? How long's the runway? That's why I'm not putting like Golden State or the Lakers in there. Like they they can have a couple more years, yeah. but I'm saying three to next three, but between now and the next five years, who has the best future? Eh, if you want to say Philly, Cleveland, Sacramento, like we can argue it, but this is gets to be a very short list. You are well-poised over the next, and I don't mean it, it, it only starts in three years. Starting next year and for the next five years, you are well-poised to do what you've said you wanted to do, which is compete and win titles. Indeed, Jaron is a free agent. In, he has three years and then he's a free agent. Yep. And because of the way the contracts work in the NBA, they will not extend his deal. If he continues on this trajectory, he will not as he will enter free agency. He will not extend his deal before those three years are up because, and I think it's under the new CBA, you can pay him, give him a 40% raise or something. He'll, he'll, he'll want a max deal. So he will go into free agency in, in the summer and three summers. So you've got three years now to focus on that has to like every time in previous years people have said all in all in all in i've sort of resisted let's let's are we sure they're at the all in moment yet they're there now they've got three years in which to maximize what they are what they can be 
But because Jaron took the step that he took, because Devs, even through his injury, I think we can say he took another step. And another step, honestly, as a leader, that came out yesterday in the interviews too. Like there is great regard for Desmond Bain and the role he plays in that locker room. And then the Joss stuff, none of it was good this year. None of the off-the-court stuff was good this year. But now that we know it was happening, it's good they've addressed it. Yeah, it's almost like it's it's good that it was brought to it's light. It's good that it was brought to light and that the corrective such as it is. So I really think in in all kinds of macro ways, this was a critical year towards, in fact, moving the Grizzlies towards winning titles. And you can look, if things go the right way, you can look back at this year as a critical point in their growth, even as it was a humiliating step back. I think both of those things can and are true. And so I'm not waking up here all doom and gloom. Like Chris Mannix said, here's a hot take. Chris Mannix works for SI. He tweeted, hot take. I think the Grizzlies are going to be fine. I don't even think that's a hot take. Of course they're going to be fine. They got Ja, Jez, and Dez and Jaron. They're going to be fine. We'll see what version of fine it looks like. Yeah. But I think they're going to be fine. I think they're set up to be really good. And so then that brings us to yesterday. And I thought it was refreshingly, at least from, particularly from Zach Kleiman, also from Taylor Jenkins, a little maybe less so from some of the players, but I thought it was refreshingly blunt. And no one shied away from the changes that needed to be made. We'll hear again. I'm gonna we're gonna listen to the audio in the in the next segment. Um, but Zach Kleiman essentially said there's gonna be a different approach next year. It's amazing. Literally a week ago, Taylor Jenkins was saying, we embrace people who they are, however people want to fire themselves up, they can fire themselves up, all of that. Yesterday, he said, let me see if I have this right. He said, you know, you can talk about talking the talk and walking the walk. We're just going to walk the walk and walk the walk. That's what he said. You got to get your mind around that quote a little bit. But they, and they both said, yes, bravado's great. Confidence is great, but they both use this phrase. There is a line. And the line isn't because of what's polite. The line's not. The line is because don't say things that are going to get in the way of, of winning. Don't say things that are going to hurt your team and hurt your chances. And what Dylan said falls into that category. Yeah, I also suspect that, particularly last week, like when Taylor is, I think he was publicly, you know, trying to not create right. friction and saying like, well, no, I wish you wouldn't have said that. Yeah, I know, but it's also, yes, but he might have been mad under the scenes. Yeah. But it's the same message. They have literally never said, we don't, like, they've never said anything to suggest any kind of, you know, there is a line. Sure. That, that, that phrase, there is a line 
has as much as they've uh, as it's been going off the rails. It feels like to me, the Dylan moment was verbally what the Jaw Instagram moment was for Jaw. Like, okay, enough, well, enough, yeah. enough, ladies and gentlemen. We've we've known. Well, I think this, that's fair. We've known this was going on. We kind of should have gotten on top of it. Maybe we weren't didn't know how to get on top of it. But this has reached a embarrassing. We got to stop this breaking point. Now it's an interesting question of how that happens. Um, how do you all of a sudden say uh, we're going to win more and talk less? Except for I also think in the locker room there's some understanding of that. Listen, Jaw didn't say much yesterday. In all the clips that we're going to play in the next segment, none of them are Jaw because he didn't say anything anymore. Like like good and good for him. Like the one quote he did say was, uh, Drew Drew Hill asked him if he's proud of the changes he's made, and he said, "Yeah, less drama, less John the blogs." <laughs> that was it, basically. And um, since Ja came back, he has tried to be more understated and let his actions talk. He just has. By the way, Dylan was fined twenty five thousand dollars. Uh, just for those who who wondered if if it was if there was a league rule about talking to the uh, not blowing off the media, um, yes, Dylan was fined twenty five thousand dollars. Ja was not because you get one warning, and so the one time he did it, uh, he he now got the warning, and is my understanding, and but was not fined, uh, but Dylan was fined. Um, but I think there's some understanding of that. Listen, Jaron has said we're going to be who we're going to be yesterday. He said we're going to have, you know, we're going to still have the same swag. But the other thing is it gets us to Dylan. I don't think he's going to be here. I get that sense. I do wonder, though, the question that Chris has posed, has his performance priced him so cheaply that they, that, that they can't not have him? Yeah. Yes. Well, that's the interesting question. Or is does it matter? Because in the end, all of this talk stuff about all of this focus on talk and how you hold is – I'm not saying it's irrelevant because it is relevant. Clearly, the organization thinks it relevant. But in the end, they lost because of the roster. Yes. Let's be clear. They lost because of the roster. And there, some of it was just bad luck. I continue to believe that if they'd had Steven and if they'd had Brandon Clark, that they would have won that series. Yeah. So let's not lose let's not lose track of that. In addition to that, though, there was the roster they built. Yes. And there, again, commending Zach Kleiman for his uh, blunt uh, playoff, his blunt discussion of of things um, yesterday. He said, did I really have to triple down on youth? <laughs> Basically, he took a shot at his, at his offseason last year where what they did was got rid of DeAnthony Melton, got rid of Kyle Anderson, and added three freaking rookies and said that Zaire and John Concha are going to step up and, play, and take the roles. Yeah. And none of that worked. I mean, no. like David Roddy in spots was like whatever, had but some it, moments. But it, big picture, the, the, the idea that you subtracted DeAnthony Mountain, Kyle Anderson, and replaced it with three rookies and hoped that Zaire and John Conchar would take a step, none of those things happened. Correct. Zaire was awful, 
hurt and awful, hurt and or awful slash awful. Uh, John Conchar started out actually it was promising if you remember way yeah. back to the beginning of the season, and then no, became a non-factor. He's out of the rotation largely, and and uh, and the rookies were rookies. Jake Laravia was you know in South Haven, and David Roddy was playing minutes they shouldn't have played. Yeah, and that's what they did. They did that to themselves. So, so the, the roster has to be better. The roster has to be better. And the problem is, back to Dylan, you need, said this all along, you need someone in Dylan's role. So if it's not going to be Dylan, how are you going to get that person? You got the mid-level exception. Good luck finding someone who plays Dylan's role better than Dylan for the mid-level exception. Yep. And then what else do you have? You have the same package of trinkets that you offered at the trade deadline that were not enough to bring in the player that you wanted, the kind of player that you wanted, OG Ananobi, for example. And you're going to be offering them to people again this summer. Are they going to be enough this summer? Do you really? Listen, does the Warriors' first-round draft pick next year look like it's going to be some kind of lottery pick? Doesn't look like it to me. Steph looked decent last yesterday. He had, a, he, had a, he had an okay day. He still had some legs. Um, so, yeah, you got your first-round pick, and you got, like, and Warriors. Like, you, you can offer that, and you can you can package it with you're going to have to have money out to go with the money in. So, whatever. Let's say Tyus Jones, right? If the, he, it, one interesting they said, again, you don't know how any of this will go. If someone insists on Luke Kennard as part of a package for someone you desperately want, you might include Luke Kennard. Yeah, and money-wise, you might have to. Yesterday, they, that's what I'm saying. Yesterday, they talked to, about him as a long-term piece of the franchise. That's, what, that's the phrase that Zach Kleiman used for Luke Kennard. I think the obvious one, honestly, just from a money perspective— Again, if if you're making if you're doing this as a trade, you're going to have to send money out to bring the money back, and I think it's likely Tyus Jones you're looking at from a salary perspective. But it, it, they needed they needed Dylan Brooks to be better, to make shots and not say as so many outrageous things, and another player who does what he does. So. If you subtract Dylan Brooks because you just can't deal with the BS anymore, now you need two of them. Right. It's not going to be easy. It's not a clean, it's not like a clean, well, just go get better. It's hard to get better. They tried to get better. We know this. Um, they tried to get better at and the to trade be, deadline. And to be clear, I understood why they why they tried to do what they did. They now have mo- they have a money problem. Yeah, And so sometimes you have to go with cheap options. And it's why, to me, the most disheartening aspect of Friday night, in those situations, you need your three guys that are going to be the cornerstone guys. You need them to play well. Well, I mean, look at, listen, Jaron had a great year. Yeah. Jaron was fabulous on the offensive end. Jaron was fabulous on the the defensive player of the year, obviously. In the series, he won Anthony Davis. <laughs> like, you know, like w- there was one dominating destructo person in that series, and it wasn't Jaron. Yeah. Like, I, 
he was defensive player of the year. Who was the better defensive player in the series? I mean, there's no question it was Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis impacted the series more than any player. He was he, he was unbelievable. Um, all right, we're going to uh, – I was encouraged yesterday. Like, I'm not in here spewing doom and gloom because it doesn't feel like doom and gloom to me. I think they're going to be fine. I think they are closer to a title now than they were at the beginning of the season. Yeah, in a, in a weird way, but I was yeah, I was somewhat okay with the fact that it ended the way that it did because I was fearful they make a second round and the, there's clearly warts. Oh, no, and there's there, 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 are, so, there are definitely times as a fan. Listen, I've spent a lot of years as a fan. I spent a lot of years that have ended badly uh, over my teams, uh, whether they've been in Buffalo or in Memphis. And there comes a time as a fan where you start rooting for your team to get embarrassed because then it can leave no doubt. You know what I mean? Like, then it will reset. It will be... I don't want you to be able to carry any illusions into the offseason here. Let's see it for what it is and then go forward. And it feels like the way this ended has absolutely done this uh, for the franchise. Um, If you're still feeling bad on Wednesday, I have an answer for you. It's May. It's a it, spring is clearly here. Like summer is on the way. We got time now. Go wind down at Bounty on Broad. Wind down Wednesdays at Bounty on Broad. 410-8131-410-8131. You can stroll Broad Avenue, stop into Tom Clifton Art Gallery and see Milo the Bernice Mountain Dog. Swing back and uh, and uh, get yourself the fried oysters at Bounty. But get the half-price bottle of wine. Get the half-price glasses of wine. They got a tremendous uh, wine selection at Bounty, uh, get a table or pull yourself up to the bar and just have an evening of it. Relax, philosophize about the Grizzlies and about uh, how they might change going forward. And I think you'll find that between the gorgeous uh, 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 restaurant, between the delicious wine, I think you'll feel better about everything. Fine, phone number is 410-813-1410-813-12519, Broad Avenue. We'll come back. When we come back, we'll hear from Zach Kleiman and... Uh, and Dylan Brooks. Xavier and, Tillman. And Xavier Tillman. I wanted to play that just because it'll lift your spirits. We'll do all that coming up next. Jeff Gawkins Show, 92.9 FM ESPN. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tristan Crick with BetQL. The NFL draft is come and gone, and the Super Bowl futures market is in turmoil. Add in Aaron Rodgers signing with the Jets and Lamar Jackson coming back to the Ravens, and the favorites will change dramatically. Now is the time to do some research on the futures market and take a bet now because you'll likely get the best odds in the week following the draft before the dust has settled. Personally, I like the Baltimore Ravens to make the playoffs at plus 185 and sprinkle them to win the whole thing at 22 to 1. I'm Tristan Crick, helping you beat the books. For the ones finding new ways to ensure the job always gets done. For the ones wearing many hats. For the ones who are hands-on, even from far away. And the ones keeping business moving forward. We are Granger, Offering professional-grade industrial supplies, plus real-time product availability and access to experts ready to answer your toughest questions. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. It's the first day of the first grade, and she found a new best friend. It's a laid-back Sunday afternoon, you wish would never end. The homemade taste of Bluebell, and good friends gathered round. The good old days are being made right now. Have you noticed that most ice creams now come in smaller cartons? Not Bluebell. We're still making a full half gallon and a full pint of tasty goodness. Bluebell wouldn't have it any other way. The good old days are being made right now. The good old days are being made right now. At all area Kroger supermarket stores and Carlisle's Cash Saver in Holly Springs, Mississippi. You've got a leaky flat or metal roof on your commercial building and they're saying you need a new roof? No, no, no. Just call Joe. Joe Stallmaker, that is. 901 Waterproofing and Roof Coatings. They can restore your existing roof with a quality coating system and can save you up to 70%. The roof coating systems extend the life of your roof and come with a 5 to 15 year leak-free warranty so you get the benefits of a new roof without the huge expense. So call Joe Stallmaker today. 901-287-1923 or visit 901waterproofing.com. Hey, sports fans. This is Jay Gaddis from James Gaddis Jewelers. Mother's Day is almost here, and what better way to celebrate mom than showering her with beautiful jewelry she deserves from James Gaddis Jewelers. Diamonds and pearls, gold and silver. We have a stunning selection of fashion jewelry from designers like Tracy Arrington, Michou, and Ronaldo bracelets to fit any budget and any occasion. Show mom how special she is this year with precious jewelry she will enjoy forever. Located at 40 
4900 Poplar Avenue in East Memphis. James Gaddis Jewelers, your family jeweler. How do you know I have three sons? You know where my three sons and I all go for our dentist needs? Of course we go see Dr. Matty Sadegi. Of course we do. We have been for years. Visiting the Smile Center makes going to the dentist actually a pleasure. Teeth well taken care of for, and it is a delight to go see him. He and his clinical staff have all been vaccinated. You can go see him for yourself. Just call 309-1333, 309-133, located 1941 South Germantown Road in Germantown near Saddle Creek. Visit SmileCenterMemphis.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. This is Jeffrey Wright inviting you to sign up using code Wright W-R-I-G-H-T, and receive up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, You'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, player props, and daily boosted odds specials. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Find out why BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Tennessee only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. First online real money wager only. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. For problem gambling support, call the Tennessee Red Line. 1-800-889-9789. Do you find yourself stuck in a timeshare? Get the real facts about the timeshare industry and your options for cancellation. Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group, has put together a free information guide that reveals the secrets the timeshare industry doesn't want you to know, including the five ways to get rid of your timeshare. Call now and get this timeshare information guide absolutely free. Call 800-785-1155. That's 800-785-1155. 800-785-1155. Here's football legend Howie Long for Skechers hands-free slip-in footwear. The world has gone hands-free, using the phone, turning on your lights, heck, even driving. However, if you want to put on a pair of sneakers, you still need to bend down and help your feet in. Until now. Introducing Skechers hands-free slip-in footwear. Let me tell you, these things are amazing. You don't need to lace up, and they're even better than your standard slip-on sneakers. This is next-level slip-in technology, where you don't need to reach down and help your heel in. You just step in, and off you go. It's that easy. So what's the secret? There's a special smooth comfort pillow in the heel that helps your foot slide into place and also keeps your feet secure in heavenly comfort, which means they stay on just like a pair of laced up sneakers. And you can even slip into them while you're sitting down. Make your life easier and go hands-free with Skechers' new hands-free slip-in footwear. You'll never have to struggle putting on your shoes again. Get hands-free slip-ins for the whole family at a Skechers store, Skechers.com, or wherever stylish footwear is sold. Hey, Mary, is that a new phone? Yeah, just upgraded at T-Mobile. Their new Go 5G Plus plan gives me the same great phone deals as new customers. I am so jealous. AT&T's got me locked into a three-year device contract, and my phone is locked to their network, too. Ooh, that's a long time. Three years! That's like the length of two and a half relationships. It's time to ditch AT&T. Bring your locked phone, and T-Mobile will pay it off, and they'll give you a new 5G phone for free. Boom! You hear that, AT&T? That won't work! Introducing the Easy Unlock. Bring your AT&T locked phone, trade it in, and T-Mobile will pay it off up to 650 bucks and give you one of the latest 5G smartphones for free. Plus, next time, you're ready for an upgrade a whole year earlier. Free your phone now at T-Mobile. 
Payoff via virtual prepaid MasterCard in 15 days. Free phone via 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified plus tax and device connection charge. Contact us before canceling to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement is due. Ctmobile.com. At Kroger, we know the minute a tomato is picked, the fresh timer starts. The sooner we get our produce to you, the fresher it is. That's why we've shortened the time from harvest to home for our tasty tomatoes, strawberries, and salads. So no matter how you shop, you have more time with your fresh produce. Kroger, fresh for everyone. And now, shop what you love and save $2 on each participating item when you buy three or more with your card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Jeff's guests appear on the Service Master by Cornerstone phone lines. The experts when it comes to disaster cleanup. Service Master by Cornerstone. Now, back to the Jeff Calkins Show, live from the Genesis Memphis Covington Pike Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Back on the Jeff Calkins show. If you were, uh, listen, it, it, it may be that that you're you're not looking to get a new home loan because, like, you got a great mortgage rate, right? And that, that's I, that's what I have. I gotta like I, I do occasionally think about selling my house and moving, but I got such a great mortgage rate. But here's the thing: over at Loan Pronto, if you want to tap into your existing mortgage to get some equity to pay off credit cards, home improvement project, etc. You owe yourself to uh, to reach out. Loan Pronto started by a, new, a guy that was worked in the in this uh, uh, industry for years and said it's crazy that it's this complicated, that it takes so long, and that it costs this much money. And so he started Loan Pronto, all digital platform, makes it incredibly easy. You can get your money within five days. Uh, phone number is 901-589-2155. 901-589-2155. It is LoanPronto.com. Equal housing lender, NMLS, 1661781, subject to lender approval. All right, Jeffrey, uh, before we, uh, I said we're going to listen to the audio, and we will. Before we do that, we haven't talked about Taylor Jenkins and his role. There are lots of people out there saying, fire Taylor Jenkins. The reason I haven't spent much time talking about it, writing about it, or anything else, is it's not going to happen. Like, Taylor Jenkins is, um, they like Taylor, Taylor Jenkins. It was telling yesterday, um, asked about Taylor, Drew Hill, I think, asked about Taylor Jenkins' performance, and Zach Kleiman said, over the course of his tenure, he's done an excellent job, <laughs> right? Like, like. Right. That over the course of his tenure, as opposed to in this playoff series. Right. Like, or this season. Yeah. And, or, yeah. So I'm not saying that he is, has a lifetime tenure as Grizzlies coach. I'm just saying he's not going anywhere right now. I can imagine two scenarios where Taylor Jenkins gets fired. One, they get off to an 8-14 and 14 start next year. Things are going off the rails. They need a jolt. Boom. See you, Taylor. Yeah. Right? Whatever, get off yeah, to a I, bad whatever, start. Forget the number. Next be, year, yes. Whatever, whatever qualifies. Yes. Um, or two, they fail to advance out of the playoffs. Next playoffs. Yes, and, and very disappointing. S- yeah. Same kind of whatever. Some kind of disappointment. That, you know, some kind of a disappointing end to the season. Then it's like, okay, time for a new voice. Yep. 
but right now they're not they're not firing Taylor Jenkins. So I'm not that interested in talking about whether they're going to fire Taylor Jenkins because they're not going to fire Taylor Jenkins. Uh, and um, and so there you go. All right, we do have some audio. We'll start with Zach Kleiman. Uh, Zach Kleiman. Well, this is the first question answered. It came from Chris Harrington about where the franchise is. It feels like this team's transitioning from a period in which it's young stars. It was led by young stars on rookie contracts into a period where those same young stars will be on their second contracts, entering their prime. Does that change the way you build a team around them? You know, I think we uh, we build the team through the same lens, you know, over time of the goal is to win championships, you know, and to build a, a sustainable contender. You know, I think as you as you do that, you know, you have to be – honest, you know, and intentional, you know, about where the group is, you know, at a given point in time. And, and yeah, I mean, I think when you reflect, you know, on a season like this, where, you know, there was a lot of things we're encouraged by, but a pretty, you know, a bitter ending, you know, that I don't think sits well with anyone. I think you want to be upfront with yourself. I think you want to be honest and, you know, uh, intentional, you know, from there of building out a group that, is best positioned to compete, you know, in the playoffs and to win, you know, at the highest levels of the NBA. I think there's a lot to take away from from that playoff series. You know, so, some encouraging things, but a lot, you know, that we, you know, I, we just need to be better. And I think, I think that applies to everyone here. I think that that starts with me, and you know, my my goal is always to be honest with you know myself and this group of how do we. How do we take the you know the next step forward? You know, I I think you always have to look back and say you know, hey, did we really need to triple down you know on youth you know at the beginning of the season? There's a lot of guys that we're excited about that I think over time you know are going to be playoff players and and are going to be helpful there. But you know, I think you just have to look at all of that and be intentional about how do we push the group you know forward you know and but we all you know we all need to just challenge ourselves you know in that type of way. But we're motivated as hell. You know, we're we're gonna we're gonna do that. We've been, you know, a lot of good, you know, frank conversations, you know, already of, you know, what's we want to dive back in. We're pissed off to not be, you know, playing basketball today, and we can't wait to be taking the court already, as soon as we can. Your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I think oftentimes when you have, you know, a front office that almost almost feels like it's kind of behind the scenes, if you will. You know, the you've used the, you know, the Wizard of Oz kind of aspect. There's a tendency to forget that they're probably frustrated as well. And I do think that I do think that this season was necessary from the sense of I want to hear like that type of answer from them. Uh, Yeah, it was refreshingly blunt. It was self it was self-critical. It was blunt. It was, I mean, here's the truth is, this is a proud franchise that ever since they took over, okay, they started with that horrible bloodbath on media day, right? Right. But poor, very poorly handled. But ever since then, they pride themselves on best practices, all of this, executive of the year, you know, they have their own little media arm, like all of that, right? And, and now to all of a sudden be a laughing stock, like they cannot sit well. Here's a question. How does it sit with Robert Parra? Who knows? Right, but can't be happy. Right? I, can't I, be, can't I be presu- happy. I if 
this is not as an owner. I can't imagine he's sitting there going, "This is great. This went well." Yeah, right. So uh, I thought that was I. I and and I I really thought it was uh, the way Chris Harrington described it it was clear eyed. It was a clear eyed assessment of what is uh, what is going on. All right. Here is a question about he was asked about um, adding veterans. Zach, you know, way back at the trade deadline, even the playoffs. Now a lot of the conversations have been about veterans and things like that after the way this season unfolded and with everything you know on the court off the court do you do you see uh veterans acquiring veterans as you know a priority in any way uh, this offseason yeah i mean i think you know there, there were certainly self-created distractions you know that that uh you know we were navigating in this series you know and and otherwise and um you know as we're Looking forward, you know, and thinking about what comes next, those are all things that you know that we're we're gonna we're gonna keep in mind, you know, from a competitive standpoint. You know, I'm not gonna script out exactly. You know, we're thinking about doing this, this, and that. You know, I think there's some things that were obviously, you know, that you know stand out. That yeah, I mean, we're we're of course gonna consider areas that we've been aggressive, you know, trying to pursue, you know, deals in the past. Um, I we're gonna be aggressive, you know, again, you know, certainly. There's, you know, it takes two for trades to get done, but we're, we're excited, you know, to get to the point in the offseason where we can see what's available. I think we've got a pretty clear idea of the types of things that we'd, we'd really like to do. You know, we're excited about, you know, internal growth of the team as well, but we're certainly going to, you know, explore, you know, opportunities, you know, that are out there where we can add guys that are, you know, additive to this team as we're trying to take this team to the next level, you know, to push to win championships. So, um, too early to say exactly what's out there, but um, uh, looking forward, you know, to, to say the least, to seeing what what's going to be on the table. That seems right. Yeah, I think the other thing, the, and again, I'm having to interpret. I feel like he was frustrated that a deal didn't get done at the deadline. Oh, 100. percent I think they they they, and that's why they they were as publicly transparent about they, that they tried to do more. Correct. Um, all right. Um, Next question is about oh it's about bravado. it's about bravado and about Dylan. Uh, here we go. Obviously, when the playoff series ended, maturity even during the playoff series, maturity of this team was called into question because of you know things that happened off the court and things like that. This team has always had that bravado, which is something that this city and everyone has gotten behind. But as the GM, where where, where does this team have to draw the line between bravado? And immaturity, which which showed itself a lot during the series. And secondly, with Dylan Brooks right now, what's the status as you move forward with him uh, this summer? Yeah, I mean, as I said, like there there were definitely you know some self created distractions you know in the series and and along the way. Um, we're going to take a different approach, you know, as it pertains to that next season. I, I think uh, you'll you know. You'll see a different approach from this team, but at the same time, confidence is important. You know, there's nothing wrong with you know some level of, of trash talking. We 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 want a group that goes out there and competes, and you know is in that together, and that that's part of the NBA. You know, at some level, but um, there there's a line. You know, there's a line there certainly, and I don't think that's that's lost on on anyone here. Yeah. Uh, Sort of, you know, we'll, I'll hit on DB another day, but nothing, uh, nothing I could comment on for now. Them going into free agency. 
so that was it. Nothing he could comment on about DB. It's interesting. He uh, he commented extensively on Desmond Bain, who needs a new contract. Right. It's going to be extended. I want him can't can't what he said. What he said. Whatever I'm allowed to say about Desmond Bain, I hereby say about Dylan Brooks. Cannot comment. Later on, asked about Dylan Brooks, he said, "Listen, I think he's misunderstood. Essentially, he's done a lot of good things here, but beyond that, I'm not going to comment." <laughs> like it was well, really. Like he had some things where, like, he was kind of talking in the past tense. It was like, really striking. He's been a really good. It player. was really like, striking about. Yes, it didn't sound like he plans to bring Dylan Brooks back. It's possible, I suppose. I, I didn't think he was going to come back before the conference yesterday. After the press conference yesterday, I'm like, he is such a backup to a backup to a backup to a backup plan. And I, here he here's here's the other thing. Let's 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 listen to Dylan Brooks. See how he's going to get get down with this new program. Taylor just talked about less talk, more walk next season. Um, is that an environment you feel you could operate under if you are back here next year? You know, I can operate in any environment, um, you know, um, with the talking. Um, you know, I did that. I do that for one, um, you know, to create an advantage for myself. Um, and two, you know, I try to create this matchup between um, my opponent and, you know, maybe sometimes you know, that gets the best of me and it's too much, you know, for other people. But that's just the way, you know, I work, I operate, you know, like that's what you're supposed to have on the defensive end or else you're just going to be like the rest of these guys just going through the motions. So, um, you know, I knew when my role changed that I had to motivate myself every single day to come in, come in here and work. And, you know, that's what I did. And I just, you know, kept it real. It's, it's an interesting line. Be like the rest of these guys, just going through the motions. Yeah. Uh, here's more. Here's more. On the uh, shooting. Yeah. Here's more Dylan on his shooting. Dylan, with your shooting at the end of the season, do you think it was an extended slump or just at any point do you feel like it did get into your head and did affect your performance in that way? Um, it could have been an extended slump. You know, I'm not sure. Uh, they started just, you know, not even guarding me out there. Um, in the series, um, you know, I wish I could have got some, you know, some play calls so I can find my rhythm and find some stuff like that. But, you know, it wasn't in the cards for our team. You've talked about the mental game a lot. Um, obviously, there's been a lot of criticism since the end of the series. How have you sort of handled that for yourself? I brush it off. You know, I'm, um, I'm way more capable of, you know, what I've shown. And I think that's why there's a lot of criticism um, because, you know, I've made myself as, you know, a two-way player. And, you know, I felt like, you know, with all this criticism, I could have gave a lot more and, you know, wasn't, um, you know, given enough. So, um, you know, I just take that into the summer and use it as motivation to get better. So... um I actually think the part about I I wouldn't be here if I weren't. This is how I have to be. Like I, I think that's actually he understands himself. I think that's true. I think he works himself up into a frenzy by saying these things in order to be the defensive player that he is. I think that's true. Doesn't mean that he didn't go overboard. Of course he did. The other interesting thing though is throughout his comments, and you heard it here several times. 
he was critical of the team for not giving him more opportunities. Yeah. I wish I'd had play calling for him. I had more to give, but I wouldn't. I've basically saying I have. I'm partly being criticized because they didn't use me as a two-way player, and I had a lot more. You heard it uh, during the season. There was one interview where he said, you know, when I get more shots or something like yes. that. He very clearly, that's the other thing. So the Grizzlies aren't commenting on Dylan, and to the extent Dylan's commenting on the Grizzlies, he's saying, you didn't give me enough shots. Correct. You didn't call plays for me. You leave me to, you hung out there to dry, you, embarrassing like, changed myself. My role. Yeah. You've changed my role, and now it doesn't sound to me like he's coming back. I think, unless, I mean, I, unless it's literally like what we've been talking about. Go where, to, he should go to a lesser team where he has a bigger role, where he can bring some of that bravado. I actually think he will have a good year next year. Yeah, I mean, to me, I like, think he will be considered a bargain by the lesser team that picks him up. Yeah, and a and a and a culture changer. Yeah, but I don't think it will be the Grizzlies. I would be surprised at this point. Then finally, just to uh, to lift your spirits, just to lift your spirits. Uh, I thought I'd let you hear from Xavier Tillman, who is just a freaking joy. <laughs> he is an absolute joy and did yeoman work, uh, even if it wasn't. As he said, I went from playing in South Haven to guarding one of the best players, a Hall of Famer. Well, that's a hell of a year he's had. It's a lot he, of range. He was asked uh, uh, by DeMichael, said, listen, the, uh, the, the front office is giving you a lot of love now. What do you think? And here's that exchange. We were talking to Zach earlier and basically said, you know, you're you're part of the, the future, you know, plans here. At certain points early in the season, you know, that didn't look so certain. So just what's, what's that vote of confidence like? You know, you already talked about the players and the fans, but you're getting it from the front office too, knowing that you're part of the, you know, plans going forward for this team. Uh, it definitely puts a smile on my face because it means I get to stay <laughs> stay here. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I love it here. My family really loves it here. We find an area where we live at where we're really, really comfortable. We love the community. Um, the support out there is great. So they're they're good. I'm comfortable when I have to go on the road and I know that they're um, being taken care of. And then obviously my three years here have been amazing. You know, the the coaching staff to the fans, like they all welcome me with open arms and allowed me to grow, allowed me to make mistakes, um, and they supported me when I was doing well. So, um, you know, hopefully we get the, the paperwork done, you know, as soon as possible, but that I can't wait. I'm excited for sure. Doesn't that warm your heart? Yes, and you, if you can't, still, if you haven't seen the video, like his like his face like lights just up. Just smiling. He's so happy. He's just so happy to be here. It just, it just, he's found a, it, to me that like, he is talking about Memphis there. Like, I found a neighborhood where I'm comfortable, where they look after my family, where I, I, so in throughout all the doom and gloom, and there has definitely been some, it's funny. I posted a photo yesterday of, uh, of the arena. And I said, uh, no game seven. I, it just made me sad to walk in. There's this empty bowl. I posted the arena. Right. And, uh, and, and so I posted a photo. It, it was wistful. Like I <laughs> immediately. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 